So tonight we will be discussing Aries season. We are one day into Aries season, one day into the season of spring. We will also talk about this new moon being in Aries. We'll discuss why this is the Vedic new year tonight, and we'll talk about the um, Eastern perspective of this moon, Vedic astrology of this moon. I have a breathwork practice for you tonight, a pranayama practice, and I also have a tarot reading for you tonight. So if you are ready to learn more about this new moon in Aries, I invite you to get comfortable, maybe have something to write with to take notes, maybe have some water or something to hydrate uh, your throat chakra, quench your throat chakra, and just get ready to get a little casual right this isn't this isn't formal this is a time to just chill out um talk with one another and share maybe what we're experiencing underneath these cosmic portals Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. new moon in Aries. We've got the fire in the background. We are going to circle up and honor this energy. Vina Lene Rachel here and I am going to take just maybe one to two minutes to let everyone know that we're here. We're live. Let everyone get the notification. I'm actually, I think I'm going to turn the lights up just a little bit more. I'm here at the yoga studio so let me get the lights on a little bit brighter. totally different. Okay. Oh, that's way better. I uh, just finished with a private client and so I um, had the lights a little bit lower and uh, get them all brightened up for our circle here because we're in a 
fiery new moon. So we've got to bring the light, bring the fire. If you are setting up a ceremonial space for the circle tonight or any energy that you want to set up tonight, I highly suggest incorporating fire, whether you have a fireplace or maybe some candles lit or just some nice lighting. Um, try not to have a bunch of artificial lighting on if you don't have to. I, I have it on, of course, because I'm recording and I want you to be able to see me. But if you can have more natural lighting, that is preferred. Um, it keeps you in a more relaxed state. We are in a new moon and we're connected more to grounding energy. So we want to be in that restful grounding state as we tune into all of the information coming through tonight. So I had to clear my throat real quick. <coughs> and I'll just warn you, I might have to do that a few times tonight. My sinuses have been a little all over the place the past few days. We've had some crazy weather here in Southeast Iowa. We've had a really mild winter. We haven't had a lot of crazy cold or weather or a lot of snow. In fact, we even haven't had, we haven't had a single snow day where I could take my little guy out to like sled and actually enjoy the snow. Um, but then in addition to um, the mild winter, we've had some really weird like last minute, like cold, warm, cold, warm. And my sinuses are just all over the place because of that. So pardon me if I have to clear my throat or do a little sniffle from time to time because honestly all day today my ear has been clogged and I feel like it's released a little bit over the past hour but I spent the whole time with my client just doing this while I was guiding them through their practice like moving my head around trying to drain this ear so if I'm talking a little weird or I'm a little nasally I have this little popping in my ear like every few words and it's kind of annoying um, <laughs> I'll also just note that I was going, I always go back and review, um, like the new moon last year, the new moon before that, like what I wrote, um, the tarot pool, uh, maybe the YouTube, like the moon circle. I just kind of like to check in and see, um, kind of what energy I was in a year ago underneath the moon. And, um, it's funny because this last year and the year before, um, didn't do circles underneath this moon. Um, the new moon in Aries last year, I was in Dallas doing Thai yoga bodywork training, so I didn't do a circle because I was traveling and training. And uh, the year before, I'm not really sure what was going on, but it's funny, I seem to always come around to an energy with this particular new moon that almost makes me not able to connect to the external. And so all day today, I actually, it's funny, like a few days ago, I debated on whether or not to have this moon circle. And today I woke up with like the sinusy ear thing, but I said, maybe that is the pattern that I'm breaking. Like the limiting pattern that I'm breaking is, um, you know, learning to move forward no matter whatever's going on, still showing up to all of you um, to do these circles and to do these transmissions. So I am here tonight in 20, or sorry, I said last year, 2023, last year, 2022, but I'm here tonight. It's 2023. It is March 21st. We are underneath an Aries new moon. We are also one day into Aries season and one day into the season of spring. And we've got a lot of energy building with this shift. So I see that people are starting to sign on now. I think we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper, officially get our circle going. I do wanna start by just introducing myself if this is your first time on one of my channels. My name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess. I'm a channeler, a medium, and a little bit of a voice through the divine. 
Um, I've been leading these moon circles for about four years now, off and on. I try to always show up when I can, just to tell you a little bit about what's going on with the new moon or the full moon, what's going on in the cosmos, how is this energy affecting us, and then just guide uh, guidelines and tips on how to navigate the energy. So I welcome you if this is your first time tuning in, and of course I welcome you no matter what time this is for you to tune into a circle. I love hosting these circles online because it gives the opportunity for a lot of people to connect. So you might be connecting live, you might be listening to the replay, but either way, just know that you are in a space where we are all sharing energy together. And if you are live, you can certainly use the comment section, um, use the chat to put anything in there that you want, any questions, anything coming through. This is a community space or a communal space, a space of community. This is a place where I want us all to um, join in together under the moon and share the energy. So tonight we will be discussing Aries season. We are one day into Aries season, one day into the season of spring. We will also talk about this new moon being in Aries. We'll discuss why this is the Vedic new year tonight, and we'll talk about the um, Eastern perspective of this moon, Vedic astrology of this moon. I have a breathwork practice for you tonight, a pranayama practice, and I also have a tarot reading for you tonight. So if you are ready to learn more about this new moon in Aries, I invite you to get comfortable, maybe have something to write with to take notes, maybe have some water or something to hydrate uh, your throat chakra, quench your throat chakra, and just get ready to get a little casual right this isn't this isn't formal this is a time to just chill out um talk with one another and share maybe what we're experiencing underneath these cosmic portals so i want to start by maybe taking a few deep breaths just really grounding in aries can be a very restless energy a very fiery energy so we want to really ground that in and whenever you're uh, ready, you just make sure that you're finding your, your posture nice and supported. We're going to take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, really sink into the bottom of that breath, shake out any tension, settle in closer to the earth. We're going to do that again. Maybe the exhale has some sound this time. Deep breath in and out, shaking out, loosening up. And if you want to this time, you could take the arms overhead, inhale, deep stretch, open up, exhale, bring it all back down and settle in. So we are going to talk about this Aries energy tonight, but first we have to back it up and we have to talk about the new moon. Like what does it mean to be underneath a new moon or in a new moon portal or underneath new moon energy? Maybe this is your um, first time learning about the moon or joining a new moon circle or maybe you're just starting to dabble with learning about the moon in astrology. I always like to make that assumption and give you a little elementary introduction to the new moon and how that affects your energy. So looking at an astronomical perspective, um, not an astrological perspective, let's go back to science and astronomy, and let's just look at our galaxy. Let's think about our galaxy out there in space. If my earthly human body was the Earth, and over here, this, I'll go over here to one side, so all this fire burning over here on one side was the sun, 
the moon would be in between right now. So you've got the sun and its fire beaming down on the earth, and then you have the moon in between, and then you have the earth itself. So anytime we're in new moon energy, the moon and the sun are conjunct or they are aligned, and the moon is blocking the sun's fire and light from reaching the earth as easily. It doesn't always completely block the sun. It's usually just a partial blockage, but it's always enough to create the darkness of the new moon for at least one to three days. Now, if we go outside right now, it's going to be pretty dark. We might be able to see the outline of the moon. We might not, but that darkness causes us to feel darker energy. We might feel tired. We might just feel sleepy or unmotivated, like we don't really want to move. We might feel a little stagnant. On the other hand, we might feel more low frequency, like we might feel sad. We might feel moody. We might feel angry or jealous or depressed or shameful or embarrassed. We might be in grief. We might be in sorrow. There are so many energies that we can feel and we're going to feel more of the lower ones in a new moon. Now, why is that? Well, again, let's just go back to thinking about sunlight and how we operate through the sunlight, how our circadian rhythm is affected by sunlight, how we rise and sleep with the sun. If it's darker outside at nighttime, we're going to be called to rest more. We're going to be called into the internal, into our own internal darkness and not be so active or social on the outside. Now, if you take it one step further and you go into the world of physics, right now, underneath the new moon, gravity is stronger on Earth. So we're actually pulled down closer to the Earth's core, and that makes us feel a little bit more tired. We feel heavier in our body. We're not like five pounds heavier. We're not going to step on a scale and see a huge difference, but we are going to feel that subtle energy because we're made mostly of water, and we know that the moon affects the tides of the ocean. It's going to affect our internal tides, and we're going to feel that subtle heaviness or that pulling down sensation in our body. So anytime we're in a new moon, we are connected more to apana energy, the energy at the bottom of the breath. This is a grounding energy. It's an energy of rest, of stillness, and it's a great time for you to slow down as well. We cannot always be on the go. We cannot always be doing. We have to take rest. We even know from studies that our human body cannot live if it does not get sleep. And so, you know, the moon is just that gentle nudge every 29 and a half days or so to slow down, to take more rest, to find more stillness, just to help balance out all of that going and doing energy. By the way, the moon does cycle around the earth every 29 and a half-ish days, and every time it's on day one of that lunar cycle, it is a new moon. Okay, so before we go further and we talk about Aries season, I always like to officially open our circle, not only with the breathing, the deep breaths, but also with bringing in our five elements. I like to work with the magic of the earth because we are dealing with a moon that is relative to our planet only. And so I always like to suggest some sort of elements for you to work with as well, or at a minimum, bring them into our digital circle here in the ether. So if you don't have these elements, 
perfectly cool. You're going to receive the energy of these elements through the digital transmission. But if you do have these elements, you could bring them in now or just have them with you underneath this new moon portal or really with this whole um, season, this whole lunar cycle um, of Aries. You could certainly have these elements with you or you could just bring them into your own ceremony or ritual over the next few days. So I always start with the element of earth. I have a couple of crystals tonight. The first one, I have an egg-shaped rainbow moonstone. We did just celebrate St. Patty's Day about a week ago, thinking about the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But, you know, really crystal aside, I wanted to bring in the egg-shaped stone into our circle tonight. If I'd been at home in my office, I would have brought in my huge selenite egg. Some of you have seen that on other transmissions, but I didn't want to lug a giant selenite egg that's like this big all the way in my car and into the studio. So we have a little egg tonight, but eggs represent new beginnings, right? regrowth, rebirth, new beginnings, new evolutions, planting the seeds. So it doesn't matter what type of crystal you use. If you have an egg-shaped crystal, you might want to put that on your altar or use that in your uh, new moon ceremonies. Egg shapes are going to remind us of potential and what there is to come. We can't see what's growing on the inside of this egg, but we know in the real world, an egg has so much going on inside. And so a lot of times um, this moon or the new moon, uh, the first new moon of the zodiac, new moon in Aries can bring a little bit of a hesitancy to move forward into our potential. Maybe we start to hold ourselves back. So bringing in an egg-shaped crystal will remind you of the magic that is to come. Now, this is a fiery moon. It's a very charged up new moon. Usually new moons just make us tired and lethargic and wanna turn within. But this moon is ruled by Aries, so we might have more of a restless energy, a fiery energy. We may need to kind of align and charge our energy instead of having it be dispersed and chaotic all over the place. So I highly suggest that you work with selenite tonight. Selenite is the moonstone crystal and it is a stone that it's a master crystal so it's a stone that charges other stones so maybe you need to do some cleansing tonight with yourself right this is a new moon new beginnings it's the first moon of spring you could literally have this selenite with you around you on you it's going to charge your energy if you're feeling lethargic and stagnant and you need to move forward on a project or a to-do list or you need to really start working towards a big dream you can use selenite in your life to charge you up and kind of charge your internal fires or spark your internal fires you can also charge any of your other woo with selenite at any other time you don't have to wait on that full moon energy to come in you can go ahead and do it now with this crystal so in addition to the crystals for earth energy, I also always bring in some sort of smudging material. Now I'm using some leftover um, white sage. You can see that it's just like a bunch of leftovers here. I don't ever like anything to go to waste. So I'm gonna be using that here in this container um, to smudge. I also wanna mention that this white sage is ethically sourced, sustainably sourced. It comes from a good place. Um, it's not going to do um, 
harm by me using and, and, and purchasing it. I, I know that it's coming from a pure place. If I'm using a staging material to purify my spaces, I wanna make sure that the material is pure as well. Now you don't have to have white sage. You could also have um, cinnamon sticks. I would highly suggest burning cinnamon sticks right now. Cinnamon is a great one to use with Aries energy and burning cinnamon um, gives off an energy of a quickening or a lightning state and so it helps things clear out really fast and also happen really fast you're inviting in an energy to move very swiftly so if you need that kind of energy then you're going to want to work with cinnamon sticks and burning those instead so i'm just going to use my handy dandy lighter here and i think i'm actually going to light up a piece of this smudge and then i'll drop it into the the bowl this is a nice chunk to work with. So you'll see when I combine this element of earth with the element of fire, we start to get the element of wind or air or smoke. And that smoke is very cleansing and purifying. And I have no doubt there's going to be some smoke tonight because I've had classes. I've had a lot of people in my space. So it probably needs to cleanse in here. However, we're going to bring that to you first. I'm going to move that in a counterclockwise direction around you, around the tech I'm using to reach you, around me. When we move things in a counterclockwise direction, it releases energy. So if you smudge your spaces, do it in a counterclockwise direction from floor to ceiling because things rise, right? It's actually burning out pretty quickly. So I'm just gonna let that be. I'm just gonna set it here. You can see there's a little bit of smoke continuing to give off there. But you know, you really wanna work with fire underneath this moon, whether it be with your smudging materials or you have some fire with you. I've got the fireplace here in the background. Maybe you do some fire gazing, you have a fire ceremony. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but Aries energy is cardinal fire. And it means it's both the start of the fire and the burning flame. So it's very fiery and we want to bring in that element in as many ways as possible. So in addition to burning sage, you could have candles burning, build a fire safely, right? Whatever you need. Okay, let's move on to our water element. Of course, always have water on you. Stay hydrated. I was just telling my students yesterday if there was any goal or any like shift in your habits that you can make with this Aries season, this Aries lunar cycle with spring, it's drink more water. You know, if you're looking at things, um, depending on what perspective of the world you're looking at with um, more holistic medicine, we're either in an energy of wind or we're in an energy of like kapha, which is like mud or mucus. And so either way, both of those elements need water to balance out. It's also a time of detox. We're thawing out from, from winter, we're moving forward into spring, so we wanna stay hydrated. In addition to water, you can also work with aromatherapy and essential oils. I love working with essential oils because they are pretty much all of the elements combined. You have the earth element of the plant, you have the collection of that oil in the form of water. You have to steam distill that plant with a fire or a heat in order to collect it. And then when we use aromatherapy, we're tapping into our air element as we smell. So 
just like I suggested burning cinnamon, you can also use cinnamon oil right now. Now this is an extremely hot oil. You would wanna heavily dilute this if you were putting this on your skin. However, like one drop in a, a heavily diluted uh, massage oil can be really nice to warm the body. Like one drop maybe in your bath water with some other carrier oils like olive oil, Hohaba, that can be really nice to warm up the muscles and warm up the body. Um, I prefer to just smell it like straight from the bottle. Talk about clearing my sinuses. This is a good time to help clear sinuses with cinnamon. You could throw this in your diffuser. You could have a couple of drops boiling on the stove. You could make a cinnamon tea, couple like one drop in your water. But I suggest most of all just diffusing it and having it around you, kind of creating that purifying um, vapor, it won't be a purifying smoke, but it's a purifying vapor from the cinnamon and it will help to cleanse your spaces as well and bring in that quickening energy. Now, in addition to that, if you use doTERRA essential oils, which I do, talking about the purity of the white sage, I use pure essential oils. doTERRA is my main choice. Um, I would suggest working with OnGuard if you access those oils. OnGuard is a protection blend. It's an immunity blend of wild orange, cinnamon, clove, eucalyptus, and rosemary. So you could make this own um, blend for you at home if you didn't have doTERRA or didn't have access to it. You could blend wild orange, clove, cinnamon, eucalyptus, and rosemary. And um, it's a really nice protective blend for your energy. You know, we're in the energy of Aries. Aries is the cosmic warrior, and we, this on-guard um, energy is really good to help you go to battle with those external negative forces. Um, I also will mention if you are local to me and you want to order oils from doTERRA at any time, I let you order them at wholesale pricing through me. Um, so just reach out to me and I can get you bottles ordered. If you are not local and you want to order, um, I don't like push doTERRA like an MLM, but if you want to order through me, I can hook you up um, and I can probably help you get some discounts or get some freebies. But again, you can just message me for that. Okay. So whether you're using, oh, and the On Guard comes in a nice spray, like a smudging spray as well. It's a room spray, but it can be a smudging spray too. So finally, the fifth element is the ether. I already mentioned this. It's the digital space we're connecting to, and it moves beyond physical space. So it's like we're sitting in the same room together right now. It also moves beyond time. So even if you're listening to the replay of this through my podcast with the audio or you're watching the replay on YouTube on the video, it doesn't matter. It's as if we're doing everything right now in the present moment. And the great thing I love about the ether in addition to that, in addition to those qualities, is it becomes more powerful, the energy of the space becomes more powerful over time because more and more people will start to connect to that energy and enhance that energy. So I just see the potential, you know, talking about the egg tonight, I see the potential of the reach with my moon circles when I do them online. So the ether is our fifth element and that brings in all five into our circle tonight. So with that, I'm going to do a short prayer. I'm going to invite in the guides and guardians of the five directions, and then we're going to talk a little bit further about Aries energy. I'm actually going to bring in the selenite wand in a clockwise direction to invite in. 
We start by inviting in the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air, fresh breaths, new beginnings. This is the Vedic New Year and the beginning of spring. And we are giving, we are being given a chance to start over or start again or begin anew. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire burning so strong with this Aries new moon. This is also from Eastern perspective, a moon in Uttara Bhadrapada Nakshatra, the lunar mansion shown as a cremation pyre. So fire is burning strong right now to help us with transformation and change, to help us with detachment we welcome in the fire and the guides and guardians of the South for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water flowing through us like time past into present into future, always cycling with the moon, with nature itself. In Vedic astrology, we're still in that watery Pisces moon inviting in creativity, feelings, and emotion. And on the western side of the world, we also invite in the element of water to help cleanse and purify us, to help wash away what no longer serves. So we move forward into our next evolution, pure and clean and ready. We thank the guides and guardians of the west with their element of water for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the north element of earth. All of these earthly elements we already brought in, the crystals, the oils, smudging materials, the fire. Also inviting in the earth magic of our ancestors, those that have already been here, those that are waiting to come. We hear your guidance now. And we thank the guides and guardians of the North with their element of earth for being in our circle tonight. Finally, we invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, the spirit realm, the Akash, all that ever was and all that ever will be and all that is existing at the same time now. We invite in these higher powers of angels and archangels, of deities, of protective guides and guardians, of protective spirit animals, cosmic beings, cosmic races, source consciousness, source energy, healing light. We invite it all in now. And we thank the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, for being in our circle tonight. With that, our circle is officially, officially open. Let's dive deeper. Welcome everyone, by the way, those that have just showed up. We've got a siren going by. It's going in the opposite direction. We're good. So let's talk about Aries. Shout out to all my fiery Aries, by the way. If there's any Aries, sun, moon, or rising on the transmission or anybody with an Aries energy dominating their chart, feel free to put it in the comments now. 
I'm a Libra, a Libra sun. I'm opposite that zodiac, but my son is an Aries. He was born April 11th, and he is pure fire. Aries is known as the cosmic warrior or the cosmic athlete. They're very competitive. They like to win. They like to find victory when they go to battle. It's also the cosmic ram. You might see it as a ram with the two horns. A very stubborn energy, very persistent energy. Think about the mountain ram and how it fights. It puts its head down and it fights and it stands on the crumbling ground and it still fights, wants to win. We're feeling that energy. We don't want to sit in the stagnancy anymore of winter. We want to win. We want our life to become something better. We want to get better at the life that we're trying to live. We want to get better at what we're doing. Maybe we want to be the best at it. At least right now, we might feel that way. If you are an athlete, you might want to train a little harder right now or compete a little harder. But no matter what realm you're in, you're going to feel this fire and this drive and this sense of urgency to do more and do better. Aries is an energy of um, getting things done. They don't like to wait around. They like punctuality. They like things to happen now. They're not very patient. And so we might be feeling that. We might be impatient with what we're trying to make a reality. And we might be so impatient now that we decide to just take action on it really, really hard. It's funny. I'm kind of going through this. I kind of felt this energy a few days ago, but I'm going to battle, talking about going to battle. Um, I'm going to battle with my parasite situation. I've kind of mentioned this on and off some of the transmissions, but I just decided with this upcoming lunar cycle, like I was going to war. <laughs> I'm done doing like, you know, protocols here and there lightly. Like I'm on 12 pills a day, all food grade, natural supplements, by the way. But I'm on 12 pills a day. I'm on a protocol where I'm getting infrared all the, um, every day. I'm taking shots of aloe every day. I'm doing sound healing every day. I'm doing mantra and meditation every day. I'm doing Epsom salts and soaks every day. I'm going to war because I am tired of the stagnancy. I'm getting impatient about the healing not happening when I want it to. And so I'm going to go to battle really hard. So that's just an example, but you know, what are you trying to create or what, what's a goal that you have or what are you trying to make happen? Who are you trying to become? And can you go a little harder at it? Can you fight the battle with more strength? Um, you know, winter is a time of more yin and doing things in a gentle way, a more nurturing way. But now we're moving into yang energy. And the yang of Aries says, it's time to do it. It's time to, to be about it, whatever it is. It's, it's not time to make excuses or hang back or hold yourself back anymore. It's time to go for it. <laughs> Maddie said she just bought a parasite cleanse today. That's hilarious. It's a great time to detox. So that's another thing I wanted to talk about. You know, with this fire energy... The energy of the Aries fire is a releasing energy as well. So it's certainly a drive, it's ambition, it's fire, it's spark, it's go get them gumption, but it's also detachment, release. 
burning away transformation, right? And so it's a great time to detox. It's a great time to purify ourselves, to cleanse ourselves, right? Like drink a ton of water to purify your energy and your physical body, your lymphatic system, your circulatory system, your digestive system. Water is life. So bring that in. But also if you need to detox right now, it's a good time to do that. And maybe aid that detox body with some infrared heat or light or like some good hot you know, Epsom salt baths, you know, really get the heat and the fire into that detox as well. Um, good twists, twists bring in heat as well, yogic twists. But yeah, good time to release and let go. Another aspect of Aries fire is anger, jealousy, rage, frustration, some of those lower frequency feelings. And because we are in the new moon, of Aries, that new moon pulls us down into those lower frequency, fiery feelings. It's a natural thing. So don't be surprised if people are fiery around you in a negative way. If you're feeling that, a couple of days ago, I was feeling really fiery and like take no, take no bull attitude. Um, but we might be feeling that right now as well. It can be really easy for that energy to come through and make you behave in a negative way. Like if you actually engage in physical fighting, you might want to stay inside under this moon or, or stay inside more during this airy season. Um, if you like to engage in conflict with words or behaviors, if you like petty behavior that causes some sort of drama, if you like to cause drama and you know, any of that, you're going to want to be careful right now because that fire of Aries is going to want to move in that direction. You know, fire is contagious and wherever there is another flame, it's going to connect to that. So you need to be able to control your burn, direct your energy and make sure that you're not letting it go out of control and cause a lot of damage and destruction. So how do you do that? Well, you can channel the energy into creativity. If you are frustrated at somebody, if you are angry at somebody, then find a way to make your life and yourself better so that you lose focus on that person. Take the focus off of them, put it on you and your stuff, okay? You might want to actually like work on projects. Maybe it's simple stuff like you're just decluttering and cleaning and you know organizing and that sort of thing. That was more the full moon in Virgo two weeks ago, but you still might just need to like move for the sake of moving. I know sometimes like for today, um, today's example, my house had a lot that needed done. Like I had a couple loads of laundry, I had dishes to do, I'd clean my kitchen, kitchen, I'd clean my floors, like all these things in addition to my business stuff. And so I thought, okay, just one step forward, just like move the momentum. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna do these dishes and then that momentum moves me into wiping the counters and that momentum moves me into taking that stuff into the laundry room. And like, you know, it just moves from there. So this is a great time to fuel all of your energy into more containment and into that controlled burn. You could also just be checking off some of those to-do lists or really focusing on something that you actually want to work on. Have patience with whatever you're trying to manifest. Even though you are working on it and you're working on it really hard, it still might take some time 
to get to you. I want to also take note that we will have another new moon in Aries. Our next new moon is also in Aries. So we're going to have kind of a second chance to come back around and take care of things. Um, but we do want to make sure that we're really focusing on the energy just for now and how that can best serve us. Okay. There's not a lot else going on in Western astrology. One of the things to pay attention to right now is this moon is conjunct Mercury and Neptune and it's squaring Mars. So we'll get to Mars in a moment. Let's talk about Mercury, Neptune. So not only do we have the sun and the moon aligned right now, but we have the sun, the moon, Neptune, and Mercury all aligned. And that means that we've got a lot of fire in the realms of the dream spaces where illusion is thin. Um, we also have a lot of fire in the realms of communication and expression. So this is a really strong time for your meditations to be experiential and your dreams to be very vivid. A lot of this fire energy is gonna get channeled through action and activity. So you're gonna have a very active dream state. You're gonna have a lot of vivid dreams, excuse me, if you do dream. And then when it comes to meditations, you might need more guidance right now. You might just be restless. But when you actually drop into that state of a different consciousness, you might have a lot come through to you. This is a really great time to receive sparks of inspiration. Um, those aha moments of insight. You might get new ideas or you might be inspired to take a new path. All that can happen right now with this Aries new moon. Being the moon that wants us to turn in, you know, the moon phase or the lunar phase that wants us to turn within anyway, when we have Neptune, the planet of sleep and rest and dreams and meditation and woo, and then the planet of communication and expression aligning with that energy, it's going to tell us to communicate more in um, non-verbal states rather than verbal. Now, when Venus shifts to Gemini after the full moon, then it's going to be a different energy and it's going to be all about the external. But for now, everything is more about the internal. Now, let's talk about the moon being squared with Mars right now. Mars is actually the ruling planet of Aries. So we have this, what would usually be a bit of a tension um, between the two planets. We actually have more of a cohesive um, energy coming through. So Mars is really pushing that yang, masculine, fiery energy in the moon and making the moon become more yang instead of yin. Now, if you're a very driven person, if you're an airy sign, if you're a fire sign, you're going to feel that and you might need to slow down and oppose that energy with stillness and grounding. But most of us are going to use this fire to our advantage. We've got Mars really pushing us to actually do things, not sit around and just dream about it. And then we've got the moon giving us a brand new opportunity, you know, 29 to 30 fresh days to really take action strategically on whatever we're trying to create and actually make it happen. Okay. So I'm going to segue over to the eastern side of the world. I'm going to talk about Vedic astrology. If you have any questions coming up about the western astrology, about Aries, about this conjunction with Neptune and Mercury, the squaring with Mars, anything, anything else, put it in the comments. I'm going to grab a drink really quick. <clears throat> then we'll talk about the eastern side of the world.
By the way, I mentioned that Aries is an impatient energy. And so I'm trying to keep this short and sweet tonight. We usually go 90 minutes. I'm trying to keep it at 60. We got about 15, 20 minutes left to get to that point. So fingers crossed I can make it happen. You know, Aries energy, it's fire. It doesn't like to waste time. It doesn't like to sit around. It's gonna keep going. And I assume that you probably have other things on your list or things to do, or you might just be restless and not wanna be here for 90 minutes tonight. So gonna do my best to keep this at about an hour tonight. Okay, so I always do a disclaimer when it comes to Vedic astrology. I am learning Vedic astrology. I have been studying Vedic astrology for a few years now. I am not an expert. It's something I came across when I traveled in India back in 2017, and I found that the similarities between Western astrology were too good to pass up. It's just something that we need to tune into, and it's kind of the OG astrology, the original astrology. Um, being a yogi, I like to tune into that Vedic side of things as well. However, not being an expert, I still have a lot of knowledge to share around the topic just because I've been studying the moon and how it relates to the Vedic astrology for, oh my gosh, about four, four years now. So this moon in the Vedic side of the world is in Uttara Bhadrapada Nakshatra. This is a lunar mansion located in the constellation of Pisces. Vedic astrology is always going to be one constellation behind Western astrology. So in the West, the moon is in Aries, but in the East, the moon is in Pisces. So we're still in this watery, creative, dreamy state. However, Uttara Bhadrapada is known as the star of death or transformation. So you think about death, right? You think about the corpse, it's lying there, it's not doing anything anymore, it's not living and breathing and interacting with the world, but it is still doing so much behind the scenes, right? It's decomposing. It's transforming, it's feeding microorganisms, it is still serving a purpose. Okay? So, even in your stagnancy, even in this new moon, if you're feeling a little stagnant, if you don't want to move, if you don't want to take action, there is still a purpose to that. You need the rest. And so much is happening in the rest. You're having deep healing, your energy is resetting and balancing. You're regaining balance in your doing and being, right? Your external and internal. And then think about the transformation of death and what all happens there. This Uttara Bhadrapada Nakshatra is also represented by a cremation pyre or the um, bed that the body lays on as it burns. And we are feeling kind of that energy right now. We are letting go of winter. We are letting go of pieces of us that we don't want to carry into this spring and summer. We're moving into a different light. It's always a different light with every season, a new light. And we're allowing ourselves to kind of burn away what no longer serves. Behaviors that limit us, mindsets that tell us we're not good enough or we can't reach our potential. Maybe we're actually detaching from relationships with people who hold us back or tell us we're not good enough or tell us 
that what we do isn't important. There's going to be a bit of a sense of loss with this new moon. It might actually be death and grief and loss, but it might be more um, energetic or spiritual. It might be a different kind of death. And with that, there's going to be some stuff that comes up. So if you're going through any sort of loss underneath this new moon, the most important thing to remember is that it is making space for something else. You are creating space through the loss. It's okay to grieve it, but then allow yourself to detach even from that in due time and trust that it is being let go for a reason. The universe removed that from your life for a reason. We cannot take on new if we don't let go of the things holding us back or blocking us. Or if we continue to hold on to our old selves, our old programming, our old ways, and we never want to shift that. We never want to let go of any of those old facets of ourselves. Well, then we don't have space to create anything else. We don't have a way to create this new life and this new body because we're still holding on to the past. So Uttara Bhadrapada Nakshatra tells us to let go in order to become something new. So whatever you need to release with this new moon, you know, this is a new lunar cycle. What do you want to bring into the next 30 days and what do you want to leave behind? What do you want to bring into this new season of spring and what do you want to leave behind in winter? In the Vedic side of the world, this is the Vedic new year. This is a celebration of ultimate new beginnings and you have a chance to create whatever life you choose underneath this lunar portal. Even better, by the time we come back around to this moon again, we're going to be in an eclipse and a time of second chances, a time of, again, deciding where you want your path to go or whether you want to make change. So there's a lot of transformation happening with this lunar cycle. There's a lot of opportunity for potential, but we have to trust in the process, right? We have to be open to the process and let it move through so that we can create that space. This is where I get back to the fire burning ceremony that I mentioned earlier. You might want to have a fire burning uh, ceremony underneath this new moon, meaning that you build a fire safely and then you burn things away that you need to transform. So you might physically write down all the things that you're ready to let go of, throw it into the fire and burn it away. My really good friend, um, Heather down in Florida, mermaid Heather, she, um, host moon circles as well. And I know every full moon she does a fire burning ceremony like this. So you can simply write things down and burn them away. Maybe it's a time to burn away old documents, old things that have energetic attachments that you no longer need. Like I'm thinking about some old tax documents I need to burn that I don't need to keep anymore in my records that hold like a, a negative energy of like debt, a time when I was in debt and I'm not in that debt anymore. So I need to burn that away. Um, always burn things safely. But yes, if you need to burn things that you're attached to that you need to detach from, that's one way 
to do it. Um, you can also just kind of gaze into a fire, um, whether that be in real life or like on a digital screen, but gazing into a fire and just imagining like everything going into that fire and just burning away, burning away. That's another great way to tap into the energy um, of fire for transformation and release. Okay, speaking of fire, I want us to do a breath of fire practice. This is our breathwork and pranayama practice tonight. This is our new moon circle practice that we're going to do tonight. And before we do it, I just want to make a disclaimer that breathwork is powerful. It really moves your life force energy and it can cause you to feel a number of things. If you feel negative in any way with this breathwork practice, I want you to stop it immediately. If you feel dizzy, if you are pregnant, don't do it. If you have high or low blood pressure, don't do it. But if you're in general good health, if you feel dizzy, hot, off in any way when you do this breathwork, just don't do it. Just stop, return to normal breathing. We're not gonna do it long, but it's a very powerful practice. I've just gotta shift my seat here. It is an inhale and exhale through the nose. But the inhale starts to become passive as you pump the exhale with your belly. So we're moving solar plexus energy, the energy of the belly, our internal fire, and we're using that to create internal heat. You're going to feel it as you do the practice. I'm going to do a quick example so you see what this looks like, and then we'll go together from there. So I'm going to take a breath in, and then I'll pump it. I almost feel like I need to sneeze right now. So you get the drift. You just start to exhale, 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 exhale through the nose. Eventually the inhales just come. We're only going to do it for about 30 seconds because it's not going to take long to take over our energy. Okay? So if you like to do this together, find supportive posture. Take a deep breath in and out. When you're ready, you're going to take a deep breath in. Start the breath of fire practice. Just join me. Pump your solar plexus. Pump the belly. A little bit longer. Deep breath in, deep breath out, and just notice how you feel. Maybe you got hot. Maybe you're feeling that internal fire. This is a very purifying and cleansing breath. It's great for clearing out the sinuses. It's great for pumping the stomach for digestion. It's great to build a lot of heat in the body, and it helps to completely clear the mind. It's known as skull shining breath, Kapalibhati, skull shining breath. And this breath of fire practice, we can't think of anything else as we're trying to focus on this exhale. So it gives us the opportunity to just completely reset, clear out, and start over just like this new moon in Aries. Yeah, it feels so good, Lisa, right? We did this in class last night, by the way. 
So this is what I have for you tonight, loves. I'm going to segue into our tarot reading. If you don't have any questions or comments about the moon, about the Vedic astrology, about Aries, about anything else that's coming through, if you have any questions about that breathwork practice, please put that in the comments as well. Otherwise, I'll just have a short little moment here to invite in the energy of the cards, and then we'll actually discuss the cards that were pulled. Just taking a moment to invite in the energy of the tarot, thanking these cards for being in our circle tonight, bringing us the messages that we need to hear in an alternative way. We trust in the cards for we know that they do not lie. And we believe in the reading that comes through tonight. So I typically pull a card for past, present, and future. That's what I did tonight with this new moon. Our past card it's the Three of Swords. The number three, we are in the season of March, right? The month of March, the third month of the year. And we have the Swords, detachment, letting go, severance. We're letting go of winter. We just let go of winter two days ago and welcomed in spring. We're now moving forward into a different energy. And with that requires a letting go. Anytime we pull the three of swords, it's time to let go of things that just aren't working out anymore. Relationships, efforts, pursuits in our businesses or pursuits towards dreams that just seem to never happen. The three of swords says, hey, it's time to let go of that. Those, those root things that you've been focusing on for some time now, right? The red square root chakra or rooting down. But notice all this pink energy, the heart around the card, heart energy, and saying, hey, listen to your heart. You know if you should continue to exchange energy with that person or put your energy towards that effort or that thing. But if it's time to let go, it's time to let go quickly and swiftly and trust that the letting go is opening up new space for new things. I love when the cards align with the message of what's going on with our moon. For the present card, I have a reversed card. I pulled the reversed seven of wands. Seven is the number of evolution, ascension, seven days of the week, seven deadly sins, seven chakras. It's about wholeness or completion. When we have the wands, it's usually about our magic. However, it's pointing down. We're holding back our next evolution because we're holding back our magic. Notice how, again, we have heart energy, the green of the card, but then we have this yellow solar plexus energy around it, fire. We have to have the courage and the bravery to show our gifts. We have to have the empowerment to trust in what we're blessed with and born with and actually use it to better ourselves, to better our life, and then to better the world. Because we know it's all connected, right? This isn't, the spiritual life isn't a selfish journey. It's not an ego-driven journey. We can certainly use our gifts 
to create a wonderful world full of abundance and prosperity for ourselves, but we can also then use those gifts to help others achieve the same thing, okay? So for example, I have a gift of mediumship, okay? And I've had that gift my whole life, but I held it back for a very long time because I didn't know what I was dealing with or what I was working with or even to believe it, am I crazy? When I became a Reiki practitioner, the mediumship just came through naturally. And I knew that my next evolution in my own healing of grief from losing my father and other lost loved ones was through strengthening that mediumship and being able to communicate with my ancestors and anybody else that wants to talk to me. My gosh, like one of the very first persons, uh, influencers that came into my life to inspire me to change was Dr. Wayne Dyer. If anybody knows about Dr. Wayne Dyer, put a little heart in the comments. Um, I read the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life book about the wisdom of the Tao. And it, he, it, it provided so much healing for me. And I think about how once I started to strengthen my mediumship, how sometimes he would come through to me <laughs> as a teacher now, you know, and that's one of the great things about the gift that I have. That there are many, many teachers and influential people in the world that I never got to meet before they passed away. But because I believe in my gift, I believe I can connect to those people in the spirit realm, in my mind, and in my heart, and in the space that I go to to connect. And it has happened. Because those people are impartial once they die. They don't have obligations. They're omnipresent. They meet anywhere, anytime if anybody needs them and their energy. And so I've called on that energy to serve me. Now, with that, I've also used my mediumship after having served me to help others. And I know some of you are on this transmission and you've had people come through in sessions with me. That is a gift that I could have held back. And I could have not trusted or I could have only kept for myself. But the more I use it with the external and others, the more joy I find. Because the more I help other people heal, especially loss and grief. So we have to find these gifts. We have to stop holding them back and suppressing them. We have to let our magic flow. And once we feel comfortable with it, we have to bring it out into the world. We have to expose it to the world because it's going to be evolutionary for society, not just for ourselves. Lots of hearts. Yeah. And I know that some of you here on this transmission, I know that you have talents and you have gifts that you are bringing into the world just now that maybe you used for your own benefit. Now you're bringing them into the world and that can be scary, right? Like putting ourselves out there in different ways than we've put ourselves out there before can be very scary and very intimidating. But the great thing about this Aries new moon, and remember this is the present card, the Aries new moon says, go for it gives you a lot of courage and confidence and fire to kind of not give a damn and go for it no matter what. So embrace your gifts, bring them out, start cultivating them with this lunar cycle. Finally, for our future card, I have another reverse card. I have the emperor 
notice the Aries Ram on there in reverse because it's interesting. This isn't your typical Aries like move forward and go forth and conquer energy. It's just the beginning of it. We're going to come back around to it a month from now with the next new moon. So we're going to have another chance to revisit the Aries energy and use it and rework it or um, continue to use it in the way that we are. So Aries energy is a little different this time around. I think that's why we're pulling this card in this way. Uh, the emperor is usually very confident in their gifts. They're ruling their life with ease. They're in their spiritual practices. When it's reversed, not so much. Somebody's kind of taking away their power. Who is taking away your power? Who is debilitating you? Who is keeping you in a lower frequency energy like anger or jealousy or shame or embarrassment or frustration? What or who is holding you back from your spiritual practices? And the day-to-day -day things that keep you harmonious and peaceful and pure. Now is the time to make adjustments. Because the emperor says, hey, this is probably something you're going to work on in the next four weeks. As you shift into spring, as you shift into a new energy, you're developing new habits, new ways of living, new ways of doing things. And with that, you might have to let go of some old ways of doing things or old people or old relationships. It's a good thing. So with this future lunar cycle, the next four weeks, make sure that you're working on all of the things that empower you and don't disempower you. Anything that's taking away your potential, that's muffling that or holding you back, you've got to let it go now. You know, think about, you know, it's springtime. We're going to be planting gardens, right? Not always, but if, you know, just think about the concept of planting a garden. You just don't drop the seeds right in. You tend to the soil. You break apart the weeds and the grass. You turn the soil. You get rid of the stuff that doesn't need to be there. And then out of that, you can plant seeds in open soil and grow a beautiful garden. But you have to detach and break away the old stuff first. That is what I have for you tonight. That is our moon circle. I'm going to do a prayer to release the guides and guardians of the five directions, just as we brought them in. I uh, am proud of myself for sticking to one hour. <laughs> Aries energy is very punctual and very big on time. And they want, they want it. They don't want to waste time. They want to show up on time and they want to be efficient in their time as well. Lisa said her holistic plant class starts tomorrow night. Yeah. Perfect time to start something new. I love it. So if you have anything that you want to put in the chat, please continue to put it there. Um, I will answer it after this prayer. I am going to go ahead and invoke in this prayer to seal our circle. I'm going to find the selenite wand. I'm going to take it in a counterclockwise direction now because we are releasing. And with that, we start by releasing the guides and guardians of the fifth element the ether and spirit realm, all of the source consciousness and energy that's been in our circle tonight guiding us. We thank you for your messages, 
for your gentle nudges and for the signs you continue to show us as we go on our journey. We thank the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the spirit realm, for being in our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the north, our ancestors, the generations of our lineage to come, and all of the magic of the earth helping us to create more alchemy, turn things into gold. We thank the guides and guardians of the north and earth for being in our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the west with their element of water, helping to purify us, helping us to move forward and let go of the past and swiftly go into the future. We ask for purification under this new moon, wash away what no longer serves in our energy, in our feelings, in our habits and behavior, in our mind. We thank the guides and guardians of the West and water for being in our circle tonight. We thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire burning so strong tonight, burning away what no longer serves, detaching us from what limits us and also sparking a new drive, giving us the ambition to go after what we deserve and to reach our highest potential. Finally, we thank the guides and guardians, or we thank the guides and guardians of the South and fire as we release. Finally, we thank the guides and guardians of the East, their element of air, giving us fresh breaths, deep exhales to relax and connect to that upon it energy. Breathing in new life, new beginnings into this new season of spring. We thank the guides and guardians of the East and air for being in our circle tonight. With that, our circle is officially closed and complete. I want to thank all of you for being here tonight. For the few that I did see on the transmission, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, Diane. Can I scroll up? I can't. Thank you to everyone else that tuned in. And thank you if you're tuning in to the replay, by the way, if you're listening on my podcast, if you're watching on my YouTube, thanks for tuning in there as well. Make sure that you're subscribing to those outlets if you're not so that you don't miss anything. Maddie says, feeling super supported with all this info. Thank you. Yes, sister, of course. Good luck with your pursuits and ambitions that are happening. Diane says she was late and will catch the replay. No worries, Diane. It's there for you. And yes, I always have these replays up. As I mentioned, I do the audio on the Follow Your Path podcast. So if you search Vina Lene, um, you will find the Follow Your Path podcast. You will also find this on my YouTube channel, uh, Mother Moon Yoga Gosh, everything is changing this year, Moon Sisters. If there's any Moon Brothers on the transmission, everything's changing. I'll just let you know now. I turned 40 this year. Let's talk about evolution. Next up, I'm completely rebranding. I'm rebranding. Um, Vina Lene still exists. She will always be a part of me, but I'm not going to use that as my... Oh, as everything moves here. I'm not going to use that as my main um, platform. I'm going to be changing things. So 
stay tuned to all that. But for now, speaking of, you can absolutely go to uh, com and you can find my website. And if you click on Moon Musings, that's where I have the replays of my moon circle. You can also read about the moon there. I love to write. Um, I write about every new moon and every full moon. I write about every astrological season. So we just shifted to um, Aries. I wrote about that um, in the astrology section of my website. And I also write about the tarot poll that I do because what I say is different than what I write. And sometimes different things come through, different insights. It's a different time of day when I'm doing it. Uh, so yeah, check out my website if you want to read all about this new moon, about Aries season, or the tarot cards that we pulled tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Sending so much love. So the next time that we will get together is April 5th. It's a Wednesday. We're going to be celebrating the full moon in Libra. And we're going to do that at 8 p.m. Central Time. Right now, all of these moon circles are on Instagram. I already have that one set up. There's a link on my website if you need that. As a reminder, it's in the Google Calendar on my website. Um, plenty of reminders for you, Facebook and all of that. And I will be sure to post a couple of times to remind you before the 5th. And then April... 20th, no, April 19th will be that new black moon, the second new moon in Aries and the total solar eclipse. So we'll be gathering um, that day as well, but I will talk to you about that on the full moon circle celebrating Libra energy. So until then, until we meet again, by the way, you can always drop me a DM if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I'm very active um, on my social media inboxes, so feel free to reach out to me there. But until I speak with you or see you again, until we circle up again, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all feel peaceful and safe. May we all feel love be loved, and love one another. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. Namaste. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one-hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online, depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode. Sorry, that's a joke.